0: Hello and welcome to the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast brought to you by Wickles. I am Hunter Johnson joined by Cecil Hurt. A quick word on Wickles. Um, I Actually, this morning I woke up and was going to make a make a uh, breakfast omelet. Normally, I always put jalapenos and bacon and cheese in my omelet. This morning, I recently picked up the Wickles jalapeno relish. So like, you know what? I'm going to try this in the omelet. It took the omelet to a complete other level. It was amazing. I will always put that in my... In my uh, omelets from now on, I'm going to use I'm going to use that relish on the sandwiches. It was it was outstanding. I really want to thank the Wickles people for sticking by us during all this. Um, I know you know there's, the content's not as much. There's not as much sports to talk about, but they've stood by us and we really really appreciate it. So Wickles, wickedly delicious pickles, relishes, okra, and much more. Wickles are proud to be Alabama owned and made using a family recipe 90 years in the making. From Saturday sandwiches to Christmas dinner, their secret recipe used to be reserved for family and friends who were lucky enough to get a jar. But since 1998, they've been bringing the sweet heat and bold and tangy recipes into your home. Learn more about them at WigglesPickles.com and find them in your local pickle aisle. Let's get wicked! Cecil, how we doing? Great,
1: Hunter. I hope uh, quarantine has been
0: um, as good as it can be. I guess. Man, it's been rough, dude. I'm not. It, it's, it's still rough. No, it's the, still cats, rough the cats. The cats are sick of me. Um, yeah. So. You know, working from home, it, it really changes things. I mean, I can get I can get what I need to be done from here, but it just it, it it's different, very very different. And I know it's it, it's probably not as different for you. I would think because you you know you, you kind of work from home anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, just not being able to go out and you know, it seems like during the spring you're always looking forward to the next baseball series or softball series, and you don't have that anymore. You don't have that thing to look forward to. It's like now all we have to look forward to is the the last dance on Sunday nights, or if you want to really get into Korean baseball, you can do that now.
1: Probably over the last six weeks and since when basketball season ended, let's say it ended in Nashville. um, You know, I probably would have covered a lot of spring football, you know, five or six, filling in for bread on five or six baseball games, softball um you know there just hadn't been any of that the draft was was um you know made for a good three days of of event oriented stuff but now people are just well you know the summer can be a little slow anyway although baseball baseball would have been playing until memorial day and who knows this year maybe beyond but you know it's just news here news there but yeah it's been it's been all right um you know, the, the there have been some things around town. The Moody Music building caught on fire. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Uh, I do not know precisely. I think it caught on fire on a Sunday
0: uh, afternoon. It was a Sunday afternoon.
1: And there was lightning in the area. Um, I also don't know where Slim Charles was at the time. <laughs> and he does have access to a little gas can in the garage, but he says... He says he had nothing to do with it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Funny thing about Moody Music. he, is, as he
1: did, ch- he, he did join you and saying he hoped the uh, cheap music to basket case got um, caught up in the nobody hurt, but
0: yeah, that you know, and the crap pants. A, a cat can only take so much basket case. Right, right, and. I too can only take so much basket case. And it's gotten to where now like my, <laughs> my friends know that I hate it and so they like it to mess with me. Like they like we'll be at a game and they're like, oh it's like yeah, basket case and like Casa Grande, every time they do it, they're like at me with like a video of it, like, oh the traditional playing of basket case. Like I freaking right. hate it. Freaking hate I also it. Uh,
1: and, and of course they've watched The Last Dance, and we'll get to Alabama here in just a second. But let me let me make let me transition to Alabama by, by saying uh ho. You know, whenever football, and hopefully as soon as possible, you know, hopefully this semester there'll be football at Bryant-Denny Stadium. And I hope Greg Byrne gets in touch with whoever does the soundtrack for The Last Dance. And just wipe, you know, a new stadium, new renovation, wipe the slate clean on their playlist, you know, and tell the guy, look, you know, the... the, the Students like Dixieland Delight. and other than that, you make us a playlist,
0: um, brand new playlist. That would be good. There's there. been some good '90s and early 2000s rap in there. So yeah, there is, story. and then and then they'd also be more mod You know,
1: students listen to what students listen to. They're 19 years old. Um, you know, there, there's no students. I mean, they know those songs because the magic of recording. But um, you know. Get out there with, with what people are listening to now.
0: And right. Not basketball. Everything
1: else, <laughs> uh, you know, the band does it. Let, let me commend the band. You know, they're, they're outstanding, but everything changes. This is a you know monumental change in our country, and
0: what better opportunity? Right. Some things <laughs> you, you use a pandemic to change the music at Brian Denny Stadium. If we can get some, <laughs> one thing out of it. <laughs> Well, speaking of Alabama... yeah,
1: yeah it, Now's the time, Hunter. Schedules are going to change. The stadium's going to change.
0: Now's the time. Right. Well, speaking of Alabama, there has been some Bama basketball news over the last couple of been. weeks since, since we last came to you. Yeah, it's, um, been, clocked, uh, it's been three we-
1: over three weeks, I think. So, yeah,
0: it's since clocked. we talked to Oates, um, which was a, a great talk. I urge you to go back and listen to it if you haven't already. Um, had a couple of transfers. It means you have been talking about this for a while, that we were going to have some defections we didn't really ever go with we didn't put names out there because we didn't want to speculate but these two that have defected were probably the t- the two that we probably would have had at the top of our list galen smith jalen fords jalen fords will transfer um, and he'll have to sit out a year meanwhile galen will um be, be able to play immediately and props to galen for graduating in three years good for him um I went back, somebody on Twitter had a, uh, a Galen Smith highlight video, and I'd forgotten just how well he played at the end of his freshman year. Um, had a great game in the NCAA tournament game against Virginia Tech. Um, and then you know, I kind of I almost got a little, a little emotional watching um, his highlights from the LSU game this year where he was just a beast yeah. on the boards. He was, and of course. And hit the free throws need, uh, too.
1: And then in, I'll always remember in the three on five game. Right. He was he was one of the three. Uh Colin Riley Norris and and Galen. And right. He was one of the three who was who was out there. So a quick catch up, you know, just I, I know not everybody lives and dies every week with um you know, who's been recruited, who's been who's who's not been recruited. So Alabama has five confirmed at this point new players coming in. Um, They are Keon Ambrose Hilton who was the early period sign. Um, Then they had four signees that they added later. Josh Primo from Canada. who uh, been <sighs> would probably be extremely highly uh, rated as an American
0: prospect. He's probably a top twenty-five type prospect, if if they rank them that way. But as it stands, he's still a what, still a like you know top
1: fifty player consensus. He is. But what happens is you get these composite rankings that include some services that ranked Canadian players, and some that don't. Right. So so he ends up at about 47, but he's probably a better
0: player than that. On, on 24-7, they have him just using their rankings. They have him as the 27th best player in the country. But then
1: Darius Miles, who's a 6'7 forward, um, from Washington, D.C., played at IMG. Um, and I think he and Ambrose Hilton in some way. Ambrose Hilton probably a little bit bigger. And I think those would be the two guys that that certainly not saying they won't be in the rotation next year or make their move. But they may be a little bit more developmental guys, you know, guys that, that come in, get bigger and stronger. And then you've got a six, seven. They're going to be huge on the wing. They're going to be really big. Uh, no matter what, other than Javon Quinterly at the point, that'd be really big. It seems so like there's, yeah, go ahead. But then you've got Primo, you've got Keon Ellis, the junior college transfer, and you don't bring a junior college transfer in to, to sit. You know, you All right? Come and play. 6'6, six, six, can score. Uh, you know, their, their NJCAA NG, tournament got. As well, but uh, was on the number one team at Florida Southwestern and was the best player on the number one. And um, team was twenty nine and two, and he averaged nineteen points a game for him. So,
0: um, but also another big guy, another big wing. Yeah, another six six wing. Not as thick. Then, uh, he's he's a little bit lanky, but yeah.
1: So so that's. That's basically four wings, however you want to look at it. Ambrose Hilton could pl- probably play a little bit for him, but 6'4", 6'6", 6'7", 6'8". So they're really uh, trying to be long and, and athletic, and then uh, the most recent uh, addition, although it was not very long after we did our last podcast.
0: like Literally like a day, was, I think. Yeah, it was Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Bruner.
1: Uh, the transfer from Yale, and Ivy League players cannot play a fifth year. They, they don't grant a fifth year graduate school. Their thinking is that graduate school at Yale is just too difficult for somebody to also play basketball.
0: That's, well, by that same token, Alabama doesn't allow anybody, someone in law school to play right. like their fifth year just because it's too difficult. That's kind right, of the same thing. It's right. just the time demands, and, and I understand that. It, yeah, I, I get it.
1: Yale or Brown or Princeton, I, I get that. Um, so, uh, he was first team all Ivy and absolutely fits what Alabama needed, you know, six, nine guy can, can shoot well enough. Can score down low, can rebound, can defend, can block shots, can block shots a little bit. Not, you know, he's not going to break Roy Rogers' record, but he.
0: But he's fifth all time at Yale yeah. in block shots. With he had yeah. about 101 shots in his
1: career. Yeah,
0: so. yeah, yeah. Um, I think he was third in the Ivy last year.
1: Um, you know, one at one and a half blocks a game, and then he's can pass the ball. So
0: three assists really, per game.
1: Really a guy that they that they wanted. Um
0: so so that's five coming in. And not only a guy that Alabama wanted, a guy that a lot of people wanted. Like I mean oh, sure he exactly. was one he was one of the top five play or probably top five play now guys in the country. Oh yeah. I mean you you can I mean
1: because of the circumstances they didn't take visits and all, but everybody would have would have
0: looked and, and like you have had a Jordan Burner. Also, another thing that I really like about him is that he's from Columbia, South Carolina, um, and is not playing for Frank Martin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's go easy on Frank. We'll see how it all all pans out. But, yeah, he's um, from that area, um, so he's familiar with the SEC and and SEC basketball. So that gives him five. As Hunter mentioned, there have been... Three players, Raymond Hawkins, who, who didn't play really as a freshman. Um, and is gonna transfer him back closer to home to Long Beach State. Uh, give them a big city he's a sit
0: he city here at Long Beach and not a terrible place to live either.
1: No, and you know, if you work and, and you know, he's got a, a big frame and, and you know, if he dedicated you know, gets in condition, gets in shape. Gets his body right, can be a, a good player for them on the coast. Uh, Jalen Forbes, who um, played, I think, out of necessity, a good bit for Alabama. Great right. effort, guy. Um, you know, I think. I think as a freshman, he was athletically a little bit. Um, it was tough for him in, in a lot of the SEC games, although he certainly. You know, hit two big threes down at Auburn, and
0: over. that was what I was going to read. That's what I'll remember about about Jalen yeah, Forbes is those. And his transfer into Tulane, so probably about Which, the same distance from
1: from home for Jalen, right? Um, and and will also be a sit and then play, um, uh, unless something unexpected happens with the one year transfer rules. Those guys will be sit and play, and Galen's a graduate, so he'll be eligible wherever wherever it works out for him so now,
0: I, d- I doubt he's gonna go there but I mean you, you wonder if Ben Howland's calling Galen okay <laughs> they, you know, they, they, need, they need some guys yeah they play. just need guys
1: they need some dudes they they, they have a big um, exit and hadn't signed as many guys so so they're, they're still gonna have,
0: they're gonna have Stanford starting at the point
1: including there's still plenty of transfers including Galen out there but Um, so it's, it's what, what that's done now with Kyra has declared, you know, Kyra is now in the draft, not coming out of the draft. Um, so not a problem with that. Uh, some of the draft projections, I know you retweeted one today where he was 12. Right. Uh, which would be awesome. Whenever the, whenever the NBA draft, that's, you're almost up not quite in lottery territory, but you're getting closer. So, um, that's great for Kyra, uh, Herb and Herb Jones hadn't made an official announcement, but, uh, when we talked to Nate Oates, he was certainly optimistic that Herb would be back and he's continued you know, to, to, to feel that way. So, um, that, that's the best, uh, Probably, probably the best thing for Herb coming off the injuries that he had. I think, I think it would be fair to say he is expected back without making Herb and his family. Mm-hmm. But he's expected back, and then I th- and so then when Galen transferred out, there there was a lot of, oh, that means Petty's coming back, and I think they're two separate situations for this. sure. I think, I think John has has. A lot of things to think over. I think he, he sees some advantages. He's, I think he's probably getting some feedback that one
0: more year could really help him. It would have been one dumb for year. John not to test the waters. Like sure, as oh, a absolutely. as a junior, like if you you, you lose nothing by doing it. Yeah, you should if no you are a junior problem. who if you're a junior who plays significantly for your team, you ought to test the waters.
1: Yeah, what's happened to him is they hadn't had any workouts. Right, so, so they're still just basing on what he did last season. So, but it's not a, a two plus two equal four, right? Situation, um, as noted today. You know, yes. Is still looking at transfers. Still not sure on that spot, and probably won't be uh, until probably the end of this month. You know, John's got to make a decision. I think the, the first week in June. Um, and so, so now yeah, you could do something tomorrow. Or he could do something tomorrow, uh, but but right now, you know, there's still uh, would be one that they would be right if both came back. But then, if they add somebody else, they'd be back to one one zero. And right. they're they're uh, they're in the final five. and I'll let you. You're gonna you're gonna make me say his name,
0: aren't you? <laughs> I, I'm gonna assume it's
1: it's Nike,
0: but I think it's Nike. Okay, I'm, so I'm, I'm going with Nike. You can say Nike either way. Nike Sabande. Does he? If it was if it, if it was like Williams, I would say Nike. Now, now he's, like, from Indian, he's from Indianapolis. Now I know, but like the Sabande is a little bit, you know, it's it sounds a little, you know, more out there. Like so, I'm I'm saying Nike, but it could be Nike. Either way, he's um out of um. Out of Miami, Ohio, he's so he's played. Uh, he played three years there, but he's only 20 years old. So he's a kind of guy that even if he works, like you know, there's a possibility that they could pass the transfer rule and like it's the wild wild west. Everybody can go wherever they want to. Right. He said that even if that happens, he would probably still sit because he wants another year of development. Right. Um, so he averaged last year or first career, he averaged 15 points, five rebounds, and um, 1.4 assists. Um, he's a big guy, 6'4, pretty thick. Um, actually led them in rebounding last year as well. Uh, so can do a lot of different things. Uh, but again, another, you know, we've talked about you already talked about it, another big wing. And Let he can ha- also, also a secondary ball handler. Let me give you the, the we'll go with Nikkei, the Nikkei
1: Sabande trivia. Okay. It, it, you're only going to get here. What happened on March 9th?
0: Twenty twenty.
1: Uh, or excuse me, March on March ninth,
0: twenty
1: nineteen. March ninth, twenty nineteen. <sighs> that's when I don't know. Yeah, that's when NATO finished up at Buffalo. Okay. And so they know these MAC players,
0: right? They know
1: See. they know Sabande. They eliminated Miami of Ohio from from the tournament, from the mm-hmm. MAC tournament. And but you know, Sabande played thirty-two minutes against them, scored fifteen points. Uh, so they know the guy; they're familiar. Hey. He scored 15 points in that game. Uh, they also have, have, you know, they still have relationships with, with Buffalo and in 2020 in the 2020 Mac tournament.
0: Again, this is, this is
1: Matt tournament information.
0: You're not getting this on any other Alabama basketball podcast. This That you will
1: only get here. Now this is, this is, you know, last year after Nate Oates had left, but, um, Miami eliminated Bowling Green even though they didn't have a great uh, excuse me Miami eliminated Buffalo even though they didn't have a a, a great great season but uh, they eliminated Buffalo and were in the same situation that Alabama found themselves in in their tournament game but um, in that win for Miami of Ohio you case Scored 31 points Hmm. against Buffalo. So, So. you you know, you know that that, I'm not saying that that Nate Oates on that Monday was sitting around watching the Buffalo game, but maybe he was. Right. That day. And Brian Hodgson, you know, maybe he was. I knew the kid anyway. But, yeah, the kid scored in his last college game at Miami. Or 31 points against Buffalo, now, not not the Nate Oates Buffalo, but
0: Buffalo. Right. So, and so,
1: so by the same, by the
0: same.
1: Go ahead. 31 points, six rebounds, um, you know, shot ten of 14 from the field, nine of 10 from the line. So they know how good they've seen this kid multiple times.
0: Know how good. And, and by that same. Go ahead. Go ahead. But I was say, by that same token, DK Savande knows Nate Oates and how he plays as well. He's gotten to see him, he's gotten to see the style that Oates' teams played with, which I can imagine would be a pretty. You know, he sees, he's seen that. Probably hadn't seen a ton of, you know, another guy in the top, another team in the top five is Arkansas. Probably hadn't seen a ton of Eric Musselman's teams play. Um, so at least live, so he's no, seen. So the- how many transfers is Arkansas going to end up with? and right, they're on the top five for everybody. Like they did. Like, you know, we they, joke about they, Nate they Oates being in on everybody, but they really
1: yeah. are in on everybody. I, I, I do the little Twitter joke, you know, with Nate Oates in the portal. But, man, Arkansas, they're going to have 10 new guys next year, it looks like to me. Yeah.
0: But that's what you know, Muscleman's what, always done. He, yeah, did it, yeah, he did it in Nevada, exactly too. He did it in Nevada,
1: you know, just bringing guys. And, and he'll – the thing about them is, you know, a lot of these guys that are one year or, or two year, and he'll keep rolling. Yeah, they're going to keep rolling them in. So, uh, but Sabande's final five, three teams in the SEC Alabama, Arkansas, and Georgia, and then Georgetown and Xavier. And, you know, all uh, I would say those other four teams are all needing players, looking for players. And again, he's a Sid. Um, But I, I think Alabama may have the most. The most familiarity with him. Obviously, Xavier would have some too, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it might be the best fit. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see. But there's a reason why they, they like the guy.
0: Right. Right. So I did not realize I didn't put that together about them, but them, him playing in the MAC and Oates oh, being there. And so I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. I played, so played against him for two years. Right. Gouted him. They know what he can do. So uh, it, some. So some more news. Some a couple of scheduling tidbits. Um, Now, these have not been announced by the university. These have been reported mainly by one of my favorite Twitter followers, John Rothstein, um, who is asleep right now, as it is May. Um, So he announced that – or he said that Alabama will be playing at – or do a home-and-home with Yale this year, with the first game being up there, the second game being in Tuscaloosa. And, you know, pretty much this is a way for Jordan Bruner to play at Yale again.
1: Yeah. First of all, let's all please – Please let everything be normal by October, and the basketball schedule be from November on. Yeah,
0: we're you know, saying all this hypothetically, like if we play. Uh, yeah, I, I'm.
1: I'm. I have plenty of confidence about that, but I'm not. I have no certainty about it. You know? Right, no way. So, but yeah, that would be a. You know, Yale's. Yale's. James Jones has done a great job up there in terms of. Um, Making them strong in the Ivy League. Uh, the interesting thing about that, other than Brunner having a homecoming game, would be if they play on campus at Yale. Seats fifteen hundred, and they have a thousand bleacher seats. Yeah,
0: it's not big. It, it is. There, it's it, That's a high school. One, as I mean, we all, we talk about how small Auburn's arena is. I mean, this is even smaller. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's uh yeah. It's it's it's
0: small. Well what would their other options be?
1: Uh, I I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what arenas around there there's surely there's um, uh, they could play it in in um, Hartford, you know, yeah. or, or something like that. But Yale maybe Yale wants it on campus. Maybe
0: that's I'm trying to think of it. You I would know this see. better than me. All right, other they, than They could play it at ESPN. They could literally yeah. play it in the studios in Bristol. Other than Preseason tournaments. Or not, or not preseason tournaments, but, you know, like exempt tournaments. What's the uh, smallest gym Alabama has played a regular season game in? Well, that three-on-five game ended up being in the
1: Javits Center. Now, that was an exempt
0: No, the three-on-five game – three-on-five was in Barclays. The first game right, was, right. was at, in the yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then they went to the small. But they, they went, went to the small gym. The yeah. small gym was first. And then yeah. the – large, they played at Barclays on Saturday. Right. Right. Um, so, so, yeah, that's probably it, but that's an exempt tournament. I'm thinking, like, we played at Mercer. And at Maui, you know, Maui. Yeah, well, small. But other than exempt tournaments. Uh, Mercer in 07? S- maybe. Stephen
1: F. Austin, although theirs is, you know, pretty reasonable, five 6,000. Um, I went I went to that Mercer game. Yeah, I did, too. Yeah. Um, so, uh, other than that, uh, they played south. Remember when they played south at the Mitchell Center? But, yes,
0: but I mean, the Mitchell Center holds it's, like eight.
1: Yeah, it does. It does. Um, so, it's, it's yeah, they, had, they hadn't played in one of those traditional eastern, you know, Ivy League, northeast,
0: 2,500 seeders in
1: a long time.
0: But, right. Like even some of the games we've played up there have been like we played at Temple. Temple has a huge arena. Yeah. Penn State, you know, Penn State's got a big arena. And it's like sixteen. And then you played that played that uh opening season game against Memphis at uh at Navy, but they have a sizable arena too. I mean it's over five, right. I think. So yeah, this would be by far the smallest that we've played in in a long, long and, and, time. And and the only one of that kind, you
1: know. Uh, uh, Maui's a different, Maui's a much different deal. Um, for one thing, it's in Maui and not even Connecticut. Right. But it's, you know, that's that's an event that um, you know they shuffle the people in and out. It is a small gym. Maui is a small gym. Uh, the the second time they went to Puerto Rico when they went down there with with um, Eblin and that team, they were in a big arena. Now when Webb right. took them down there, they played Clemson. Uh, they were out at the old um, University of Puerto Rico, and that was a very small gym. You had to be careful. You know, concrete wall right behind the basket. You know, you get six or eight feet, but you know, you had to run into padding.
0: Um, and also, the Virgin Islands tournament is played in a pretty small arena. I went down there, and yeah. it's the Sport and Fitness Center at the University at the at the Virgin Islands. It holds uh, 3,500 right uh but you know it's been
1: a long time there hadn't been an arena like that in sec in many 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 years the old alligator alley or or um the old really small gyms that that used to not at most of the sec places but a lot it was but but there were a few Um, we had the the cow palace
0: yeah, the old arena at Ole
1: Miss before Tad Smith was small.
0: And then the old arena at Mississippi State, too. Right. It was pretty right. small. It's like an indoor tennis facility now. <laughs> it really is. I've, I've, no, I've yeah, no. been in there before. I know. Um, yeah. I know. So another scheduling note, and this is also not being confirmed by the university, just yeah. announced by Rothstein, is Alabama's going to be a part of a six-team, not a, not a tournament, but just there will be three games played in Atlanta – um and Alabama will be playing Clemson there, which is a, a pretty I think that's a pretty good matchup. And another game in there will be Dayton versus Mississippi State. Right. Um Dayton will be going up against probable starting point guard for Mississippi State, Rick Stansbury's son. Um <laughs> that's the only players are gonna have left. Um so yeah, be cool to see Dayton play too, as they kind of did become my adopted second favorite team last year. Right. uh but that's I mean, I think it's cool. NATO hinted to us. He, he, he even mentioned the city of Atlanta as a possibility for a neutral side game. Yes, we semi broke that. He semi broke yeah. it on our last right, podcast. right. Yes, I I made sure to say if you listened to the Bama Beat podcast, you knew this was a possibility. And and I guess that would be at the Hawks Arena. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking that's it. I'm thinking that's at Phillips. State All right, Park. now it's not Phillips anymore. It's State, State Farm right now. Yeah,
1: State Farm. I'm um, I'm guessing that's where that would be.
0: So. Yeah. Um. I think Alabama. El- last time Alabama played. There was, I'm pretty sure that in 2000, this would have been 2012, Alabama, or maybe 11, Alabama played Georgia Tech in that arena because that was when they were doing the renovations to Georgia Tech's arena. Right. That was right. Part of a part of a home and home series, I believe. So yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll I'm, it's going to be a Saturday. I'll definitely go over there for that. Um, yeah, be we, we just have to
1: wait and see where football overlaps basketball. You know, we don't have a schedule for either one, and so
0: we'll just have to see on all that. That's on December twelfth, and so you know, obviously things could get pushed back, but that would be the weekend after the SEC championship games. Yeah,
1: I, re, I remain convinced that that somehow this pandemic, which is Screwed everything up. Is going to end up with the Maui Classic being played the same weekend as Alabama and Auburn somehow. You know, and uh, but, that would not be that would not be good. Wouldn't be good for me. Let me. Say yeah, that. yeah. But, but
0: so um,
1: whatever sacrifices
0: need to be made. Yeah. So another little tidbit that Nato threw out recently was that Alabama. Now these are his words. I don't know that he actually meant this when he said it. But that Alabama had a home and home, agreed to a home and home with a top ten to fifteen program. Yeah, I think I think he meant it. The question is, how he meant. it. Right. I think he probably meant top fifteen team. Right. So because, you know, for, for one when you thing. Think top ten, go ahead.
1: Yeah, for one thing, and we talked about this. What are the top ten programs? You know, we could have.
0: We probably need to do another
1: whole separate podcast on that. But.
0: Well, we got time if we need to talk about it.
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> we can yeah, do that next week. North Carolina, Duke,
1: Kansas, Kentucky, and then you know Michigan State, I guess.
0: If and, and if you just started
1: like, uh, UCLA, Syracuse, um, where where do you go? Who is it? Yeah. Who, who, well,
0: again, if you just started, base if you just started following basketball in two thousand twenty, I mean, I'm sorry, in two thousand eighteen, you probably have Auburn on that list. Well, that's when they started their program, right? That is that is when Auburn started playing basketball. Was two thousand eighteen? I remember that. Yeah. No. Um, we're kidding. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. All you recent Auburn basketball fans out there. Um. Yeah, I watching Barkley on The Last
1: Dance. If you didn't see Barkley at Auburn, you, you missed a show now. Right, so, yeah. yeah. So So they, they do have a history, but whether that's top ten. Now, Florida, you know, it, it's an interesting debate to say, all right, Florida, who's one Two national championships back to back, maybe, versus but two Gonzaga, NCAA
0: tournaments before 1990.
1: Yeah, versus Gonzaga, who's what made 27 in a row or whatever it is, and had never won one. All right. Yeah. So, so you get into a huge debate, and so almost any team that that Alabama plays that's in the top, you know, you might think they're that's the that's only the 23rd best program. Somebody else might think they're top ten.
0: So right. You know, Personally, I think does. he probably meant top fifteen team. So what yeah. that did was I immediately went and looked at who are the top fifteen teams, you know, for next year. One of them, one of the polls I saw was Creighton, which immediately I got excited because I was like, oh, if it's Creighton, we get a rivalry game out of this. So I was right. excited. But there's some other, and you, you wouldn't consider Dayton to be, I mean, Creighton to be a top 10, 15 program, but then no. you have some other teams that are supposed to be really good next year, yeah. like a San Diego State or Houston, that nobody would ever consider to be a top 10, 15 program, but they're going to be one of the top to 10 to 15 teams in the country next year. So I think it could be something like that. Right. Now, now Louisville would be
1: a top 10 team, but yeah, I don't know what's going on at Louisville. I'm not going to get into
0: all that. So, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That whether they're a top 10 team next year or not remains to be seen, right? Right? So, you got anything else, Cecil?
1: No, I think that that takes care of most of the basketball world. Um, glad to be back podcasting. Appreciate Wickles for making this available. If anybody has any questions, just hit up Honor
0: or hit up me on Twitter. We might need to do an ask me and ask us like a you know, yeah. Thing and, and, and maybe next month. So y- y'all, y'all go ahead and start getting some questions in. If you, ha- if you also please leave reviews. Let like that kind of shows us that like that helps us with advertisers. Lets us know like, hey, this is a popular thing. Along with listening and downloading, leaving reviews, positive reviews really help us out as well.
1: So. And and there's things you know. It's just a, a. It would be a slow period anyway, in some ways, for news, basketball news. But right.
0: Um, hey. Even during this long period, we just managed to pound out a 38-minute podcast. There you go.
1: And I I hope people enjoy it.
0: All right. Well, for Cecil Hurt, I am Hunter Johnson. We thank you all for listening to us. This has been the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast brought to you by Wickles.